Hello, everyone. This is Lisa Freitas. And I'm Katie Saad, and welcome to another episode of 90 Day Disasters, a 90 Day Fiance Recap Podcast. We are two moms, lawyers, and reality TV junkies here to break down for you the fire in a trash can that is TLC's 90 Day Fiance. All right, everyone, grab your K-1 visas and let's get started. Oh, and because we are lawyers, we need to cover our butts. So please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the episode. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I hear it's a incubus over at your house today. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yesterday, everybody was sick. We're trying to actually... Um, we're trying to um, troubleshoot to see if Olivia is actually sick or if she just has allergies. Because she wakes up mm-hmm. every morning this week. She's woken up every morning and sneezed like 11 times. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, she's fine and she's not congested. So I got her some Claritin. And then we finally decided that we've had enough of June going up to bed at 730 but not going to sleep until 10. So, uh, like Chris was up there with me the other night and he's, she just was kicking her legs at like nine 30 and like, I'm not tired. I'm not tired. So I was like, can we just give her like melatonin or something? So we mm-hmm. decided to get some melatonin and I went to target today and got like these gummies that are like all natural and they have melatonin and they're supposed to be helping for sleep. Um, did it work? Well, last night we gave her like. I think they come in like three milligram tablets. And so I got them. They're for adults, but Chris cut it in half and he gave her half and she took it really easily. In fact, he put it on her tongue and she drank water and sucked it down. Um, And she went to bed. Like we gave it to her during dinner. And then when it was time to go to sleep, she's like, I am sleepy. And she just turned around and fell asleep. And she stayed asleep the whole night. So then I went to the target to get the gummies. I felt weird giving her the pill. Um, so even though it's like totally fine yeah. and it's just melatonin, but um, I still felt a little bit weird about it. So I got her these ones that are just for kids. Um, you know, and then I got well, Michael I'm glad for someone's sleeping because he's not feeling that great. Um, mm-hmm. But so that's what's happening at our house. Yay. And the contractors are here, so if it gets Sounds loud, fun. I'll have to move to another room. Just let me know if you can hear anything. Um, okay. But we are okay, here well. to talk about Love After Lockup, Season 2, Episode 5, which aired January 4th, 2019, Secrets and Cellmates, and Episode 5, which... No, Episode 6, sorry. Which aired on January 11th, 2019. Your card has been declined. Okay. And then at the end, um, I did watch half of episode one of Seeking Sister Wife season two. So we can talk a little bit about it or we can just do a separate recording on just the whole episode. No, yeah, we can just okay. We can just talk Look, about the, the introduce couple, them I, or the the the, the family. Okay, I and then say. I think um, that would work. Yeah, exactly. Sure, Mexican dynasties. I've only seen episode one, okay. so I think that'll just be an introduction as well, which will work because this is okay. already going to be like a. So let's episode. get started. We start um, the episode out with 
Michael. He's been released, um, but Megan is really mad at him because she knows he's been released and he hasn't called her um, because he's with his wife. Right. Yeah, and you have to wonder whether she's mad because she suspects something like that's going on, or if she's just mad because he has. I don't know her. either. And it's I, and hard I really to honestly tell don't know if she's because she's so like trusting and believes that he can do no wrong that it seems a little bit like too much almost. But I mean, that could just be who she is, and she might actually feel that way. She she definitely gets her. I think she definitely mm-hmm. gets her hackles up a little bit. You know, it's not just you know it's not just that she's disappointed she doesn't get to talk to him because I think keep in mind that they've been having such constant Mm -hmm. communication via phone while he's in prison that it's like, why would she care when she's talked to him 10 times a day or whatever? I mean, we talked about the $12,000 phone bill. Um, You know, she obviously had, there was a lot of minutes that went into that and you know, why would she care if on a particular day, they didn't have a lot of discussion on the phone, especially given the logistical issues of him not having a phone, which you wouldn't expect someone just getting out of prison that day to have one necessarily, unless they're like really right. wealthy, which he's clearly not. And so it makes you wonder if it's not just that she's actually suspicious as opposed to like literally just being mad. True. I mean, yeah. I'm, right now she's just frustrated and I'm sure she's just like irritated. I didn't for any reason. I mean, the fact is he's not calling her. Um, so we go back to, exactly. uh, Michael's mom's house. Sarah's taking him to his mom and we meet his mother and his mother knows that he is seeing Megan. Um, so she's aware of that situation, which is a little awkward, I have to say. Um, yeah, I think she just doesn't right. feel like she which can she do can. anything about it. In you know reality. what I mean? So I, I think she's, which she can't. So I think she's just. She's almost just like not really engaging with it at all. I think right. she's just hoping it'll go away. I mean, I. But I, my point is, I don't get the impression. No, she's in really fact, she says she's like a here. traditionalist, which is kind of funny. Um, she's like, I'm kind of, I'm very traditional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. Um, yeah, but yeah, sure. so she's not really giving her approval. Um, but it is what it is. So she, but she does know about it. And I think that comes into play, I think, later um, that she knows and doesn't say anything to Sarah. But it's not really her place. I mean. It's not. It's honestly no, and she doesn't not want to get her place to get involved. And she could hurt the situation by getting involved. And I mean, I get it. I think actually I have to say that if I was in his mom's position, I'd probably yeah, react I mean, similarly. At, but at the end of the day, he's her son. And he's, she's not going to do anything to jeopardize his relationship with the mother of his child. Um, okay. Right. And so Sarah go, leaves the house to take Michael's sister to go get her boyfriend. And while she's gone, Mike takes that opportunity to call Megan. And she's kind of like irritated because he hasn't called her. But she jumps right back in to like love him. You know, he's wonderful, amazing, my fiance. Um, but she does get a little miffed when she finds out mm-hmm. that he's driving with Sarah to New York. Um, Cause she, I guess she didn't realize that Sarah was going to be his ride. Um, mm-hmm. exactly. It's a little suspicious. And it is a little suspicious. She eventually relents and realizes that, well, if he's going to go to New York 
to go well he has to check in for pearl but also to see his daughter it does sort of make sense that the daughter's mom would be taking him there so yeah i don't know anyway okay then we see kate and matt and they're heading to matt's mom's house and he's kind of a dick um you know i mean he has this attitude of like i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want and he is he acts like a teenager it's like all those years in prison he was just like suspended in motion and and he never he never developed at all which i think is probably a deeply concerning issue about prison in general that it just suspends reality and people don't have an opportunity to like mature and grow in the world and then when they come back out into the world they're still expected to be at for example a certain maturity level and there's no way that he has matured in any way in prison and yet she thinks that he's going to be ready for marriage you know and absolutely i mean he is thinking i'm free finally i get to do you know Mm mm-hmm and he's not no, really he's not. thinking about and anything. And she's been you know, thinking about everything and continues to think about everything and talks about, hey, you know, you got to get a job yeah. or you need to get a place and you need to save money. And she's being very practical, sort of um, very Jonna Garrett-esque, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Precisely. I think it's very, very similar. Except I have to say, I think that Garrett was a lot less interested yeah. in Jonna as a person than this guy is i think that he really kind of i think matt did kind of fall in love with who caitlin actually is it's right. just that he's not actually ready to be a partner versus i got the impression oh, garrett sure. was just using i agree Jonathan and also it seems to me that like you know they Jonna was a little bit more annoying <laughs> about the pressure you know it's like i just want to get married i just want to get married i agree with you know, that the whole thing yeah. was very mature yeah, well, Jonna was super immature too. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think Caitlyn's immature. Yeah, I think she's just so damaged. And by Caitlyn's her life. older. Um, you know, having you know, she's thirty-two. Parents. You know, she's Caitlin, kind Caitlin of like, is actually yeah, older. I'm ready yeah, by a lot. To, yeah, let's be reasonable. But um, she just picked the wrong. Yeah. She bet on the and wrong. And Kathy, horse, you know, she's appreciative and grateful that Caitlyn is around and that he he they lo- they seem to love each mm-hmm. other. And that they support each other. And she's hoping that having Caitlin will ground him a little bit more. Because in the past, he's always come home and then gotten on drugs and then gotten arrested. And so Kathy is not holding her breath. Yep. She's being realistic. But she's, I guess, hopeful. Um, and Matt tells us that Caitlin has two deal breakers. He can't cheat and he can't go back to prison. Or else she's out of there. Um, mm-hmm yeah those are some, um, that's a high bar well it's a little bit low i mean i feel like they're they're probably <laughs> no i was kidding <laughs> i thought it was obvious but sorry <laughs> it's totally <laughs> you sounded so serious katie <laughs> i know I feel like, it's a good well, thing i told you hi kate uh, okay, so yes, no, it is a low bar. She could have added some other things in there, like you know, maybe don't do drugs or drink and get know. a job. But, don't you know do the drugs, basics, yeah. but whatever. Anyway, then we go to, gosh, this couple is becoming more and more my least favorite because I really hate Lizzie. Um, I really don't I like her. her too. She's a horrible yeah, I think person. she's the worst. I mean, not. Yeah, I do too. 
I think she's just a classic operator and user. She's been to prison or used to be a prostitute or any of those things. I don't judge her for any of that. No, no, it's all part and parcel to the same thing. No, it's just, it's all indicative of the same thing. Like the kind of personality that takes no issue with manipulating and using horrible narcissist, you know, for their own Um, gain. I'm a manipulator. I can't even. So she goes to Scott's room to give him a makeover. And I have to say, he looks like 10 times better than he did. I mean, he doesn't, yeah yeah but she, she did it for herself like so that she wouldn't have to walk around like looking like she was literally oh for with sure this decrepit nothing she does is truck for anyone else but herself every everything every decision yeah, nothing's she makes altruistic. is purely for how it will benefit her um but anyway, yeah. and then <laughs> she well she tells us she's not attracted to him um and that she's she says a lot of stuff that she i think that like she ideally would like to feel but doesn't actually feel like she says i'm no longer i don't no longer care about the physical beauty i really care about like it knowing their heart and that's not true um it's well it's true in the sense that she's oh, not yeah. gonna sleep i mean she's not attracted she's not so gonna sleep with who them. cares she's, she's gonna know? use them for the money that he doesn't have um and then she like like kiss and she's like right. can i take over the kiss it is the grossest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah, let's go ew, on. She's ew, I don't even want to talk about that, okay. to be honest with you. So then we go to Marcelino and Brittany. And um, this is where they go to lunch. And her bunkie shows up, Sa- Sasha, who's also her best friend. And she joins them for brunch. And she's beautiful. Um, but again, this is that weird thing where, like, it's Brittany's best friend, but she's also an ex-con. So. Right, yeah. but she's also pretty articulate. Like These are Brittany, girls that like got, sweet in, and, got um, fucked over with like they. I'm sure they all got fucked over by some guy, and were doing drugs. You know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I I think they're victims. I mean, I really I don't. I I doubt that even if I understood every particular of their arrest records, etc., yeah. that I would I would think they I, were really I agree. you know at fault. Um, and I and I and I think Marcelino <laughs> maybe got a bad edit on this. Because he came off as so aggressive, and it was just ridiculous. It's like there's no way that he, I, I don't believe it. I think that I'm sure. I mean, he obviously said the thing. It might have been. I, I mean, she though out. says he was being very aggressive, and, and he was kind of like. That's true. He what? I mean, he's just he. I think he inherently is just a judgmental person, um, which I think is Agreed. comes from his like immaturity. But you know, he's like, oh, so you like thugs, you know, and. I don't know she's he's he does come off a little bit that way and it could be bad editing but regardless he did say those things um no I think that I think editing just just, a finer point highlights there you know like for sure it's there yeah but it made him look I mean if someone actually had a conversation start to finish the way they portrayed it he would seem almost like an abuser well you know what I mean? Like it was so jarring if you'd actually been there, and that was the the, the, the total of the substance of our conversation. You'd be completely freaked that's out true. By him. And I that's that true. That's true. I mean, but he realistic. is. You know, it's almost and his immaturity is almost is is also very obvious. By you know, he talks about they're they're trying to get him to understand that you know they spend all this time together, they're friends, and they have become family. 
you know, that friends, she, Brittany for sure considers her friends, her family. And Marcelino comes from Mm -hmm. the background and the attitude that no, there's nothing more important than your actual blood family. Um, They're obviously going to be more important than just like random friends that you meet. And Brittany takes issue with that because her biological family has not been there for her and they were alcoholics and they kind of left let her be homeless at 16 you know and so as soon as she disagrees with him and this this also i will be you know it's fair to say this could be a bad edit as well but it seemed like as soon as she articulates her disagreement with his position all of a sudden he's like i'm gonna go to the bathroom and he like excuses himself it's like he can't take being confronted yeah i yeah. think he knew he i mean well maybe that off. does actually speak to him being a little bit mature that he can't he's not gonna deal well with being confronted or challenged yeah but it takes no, a know. lot of so maturity so maybe it wasn't his lack of maturity it. it was i just wasn't giving him enough credit i think he's deeply judgmental i mean i think that a lot of times people who are very judgmental yeah. are just very very insecure yeah, he's so as insecure. opposed to being immature, he might just be very insecure and he wraps himself in all of these rules and judgments and uh-huh. to kind of make the world make sense to him. Um, I think he's very wounded. Like, I think he's actually a very, very vulnerable guy. And um, and that's what's really happening here. So I, I don't have a problem with him other than I don't know ultimately how how he'll wrap that up, whether he becomes controlling and abusive which I think is an option for a very insecure man, or if he kind of works through it and becomes vulnerable to this woman and, you know, yeah, and um, works with her, you know, to grow. And I think it'll be the latter mm. because I think he's a good person. No, I don't, and I don't, I don't, I don't he's see violent. him as a violent person. I see him getting aggressive mm-hmm. and in his words, but I don't see him being physically um, aggressive. Um and, you know, exactly. this is where things exactly. start to sort of change for me regarding Brittany. Like, I was, we were both kind of touting her emotional intelligence and her maturity last time. But I think as this episode and next episode progress, I see a lot of um, kind of immaturity coming out. And I, I, I it's, you know, she's she's kind of being a little bit sneakier and they bring up um, she and Sasha start talking about Brittany's ex-girlfriend, Amanda. And Sasha's like, you know, have you talked to her? Cause apparently she's out as well. And in the same area and, you know, Brittany's like, no, not yet. And they kind of go back and forth and talk about it. And, you know, Brittany hasn't told Marcelino about her at all, but Brittany really wants to reach out to this person. And it's, I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's, she's the way she describes it tries to make it sound like she's this very mature person and it's not any big deal and it's not anything, but I think as things unfold, I, I think it is a bigger deal than she's letting it on to be. And I think she is being pretty disrespectful to Marcelino. I agree. I, I completely agree with that. And I think part of it is just the 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 way she had mm-hmm. to survive in prison, I think, emotionally and physically is affecting her now, even though she's not yeah. there anymore. So it's almost like PTSD. 
Like, I don't think she wants to let go of the things that were safety blankets for her when she was mm-hmm. in a completely untenable situation. And it's right. going to take, and that's what a transition is, right? It's like really getting used mm-hmm. to the fact that I'm not no, there absolutely. anymore. I'm here. And the mm-hmm. girlfriend was there and she belonged there and Marcelino's here, you know? So I think it makes sense that she's, she's transitioning over time, but I do think it would be much yeah. better if she was more honest um, about it. And then we go back to Lizzie and Scott and Lizzie's trying on dresses and man, I wish I had Lizzie's confidence because she really is. I have to say she does have confidence. Well, you have to, right? To like yeah. convince other people you're hot. You have to think you're hot. So that's like part of her, like, yeah. the way she and makes a living. So it's not just about how you look. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly and about confidence. Jasmine irritates the shit out of me now. She like really, yeah, like I get not liking Scott because he basically funded Lizzie's drug habit in prison. I get it. Okay, yeah. No, but I but that's not I why she doesn't that like she's him. like so mean about it like he's such a creep he's not a creep like the way she's describing him he's not not. a creep like it's just so and it's so obvious and clear how like she's trying you know to get she's trying to get lizzie to not be with him and break up she's really trying to insert herself um so that lizzie will break up with him and it's just like you can see this whole thing unraveling and it's just giving lizzie all these convenient excuses to like not continue to be in a relationship with scott not be intimate with him and kind of ward him off while still continuing to take advantage of him i think it's actually orchestrated i just think it's so fucked up she's so horrible to be honest with you ugh Yeah, I really yeah. hate them. I really um, okay, hate then we go to Clint and Tracy. Um, Tracy is my goddess. Oh my god, I can't. If he's, every time he says goddess, I oh, like outwardly they're, cringe. They're like it's so awkward. And then they, they're so like kids. It's so funny. I actually kind of like them though. I, yeah. I think, the, yeah, they are. I think they'll work. I, I don't do know. too. It's, just, it's hilarious. And then, you know, she talks, he talks about a car and, She's like, I don't know how to drive a stick. He's like, I'll learn you. I can learn you how to drive a stick. Yeah, they are so, they are so <laughs> below the <laughs> the line of what a person should know at that age. I, I just don't know. They're so uneducated. And, no, and I but I'm, I'm not like it's, making fun of them. There's something. But it, it is a fact. But the, there's so something about like, that I'm like, but Clint, you've clearly had all the opportunities. Yeah, I don't understand why he's so far behind. And again, that's why I think that he is yeah, I know. likely, you know, working with a, a lower, a lower <laughs> intelligence level. And then they talk about having kids. Please do not procreate. Please don't do that. Yeah, please don't do that. Please. Oh my CFA, god! And then so Clint goes to the bathroom because he has to prepare to propose, and he's so nervous. Um, and at the same time, you see Tracy at the table like getting fucking hammered. <laughs> like she yeah just hammered and you have to wonder I mean, what it's, the terms it's, of i think they're pretty are. universal right you can't be no 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 they're not so maybe no. hers no aren't bad. they're completely hers tailored don't like you don't not drinking because she wasn't in there for a drug offense she was in there for like fraud and writing bad checks so maybe that's why but that's God, exactly what she I'm does thinking. not slow down um 
I get it. Honestly, I probably yeah. Do the if same I just, thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I didn't have kids and stuff, like, sure. <laughs> what, what else am I gonna do? <laughs> enjoy the fine cuisine in this like downtown Houston Chili's? The really nice restaurant that he took her to propose in. I get maybe it was nice. I can't I really mean, tell to be honest. Like, I mean, they look like they were sitting in like the bar section. <laughs> Yeah, not like even a, like the saloon. A saloon like, there's no something. carpet yeah. on that floor. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we quickly go. Then there's kind of like a little interim, a little uh, Matt and Caitlin. He's at the dentist trying to fix his tooth, and he doesn't give a shit about his tooth. But like, Kate's like, no, you got to look a little bit more presentable. <laughs> no one's gonna want to hire you. <laughs> Which she has a point, but then. They get to the dentist and they realize it's going to be five grand to get him a new tooth. And they both are like, uh, yeah, yeah no, that's, that's crazy. Not happen. And he really doesn't care because he didn't want it in the first place. But she's, I think she's a little disappointed. <laughs> um, yeah, that's way too much money. I really don't like dentists. so much money. I remember my husband fell. Yeah. He fainted. And we were in Ohio one year. And he, when he fell, he broke, he chipped his tooth and he went to a dentist or he went to his regular dentist back home and they were going to charge him like a ton of money. I don't think it was 5,000, but it was close um, to get him like a, they, they were like, you need a veneer, you need a whole new thing. And then I told him to go to, cause I had gone to the dentist just on my regular checkup so, and I had talked to him, my dentist about it. And he's like, oh no, you don't need that. He's like, you can just do a little patch up. It'll be fine. So I told my husband to go to my dentist and I, our dentist is now Chris has switched over to my dentist. Um, but they're like a father and son dentist. They're a totally small shop, but they're so kind and they don't try to like rip you off. I mean, I feel like everything they do is like really intentional and there's like a like a legitimate reason behind it, and they I think they fixed Chris's tooth for like five hundred bucks. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. So, so we should send Matt there. <laughs> totally. Although, yeah, Matt. Oh, Matt. All right. So then we go back to Clinton Tracy, and you know he proposes to her, and she acts surprised and says yes, and. What? I'm sorry. I'm going to be catty. What the fuck is she wearing? I mean, really, like, um, and would you really wear that to a nice? Well, it's five sizes sizes too small. small. It's completely sheer on the back, and you're yeah. If you're going to like, she's not wearing the right underwear. Is that really something you would say? Yeah, I think this is what my what the woman I'm going to propose to, this is what I should get her to wear to a nice restaurant. I mean, come on, Clint, you grew up in a nice house. I'm sure you've been to nice, fancy restaurants in your lifetime. Really? I mean, for fuck's sake. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I I probably draw the line here with making fun of somebody who probably legitimately. Didn't I don't know, know. I think, okay. So now I think you're just, you know what I mean? Like I, I that it's is a matter a of taste. Dress. It's a matter of taste. I mean, you you know, you and I, it's totally not to our, 
I know. And it's totally not to our taste, you know, and he clearly didn't like, I think she said at one point that she's actually heavier than she said she was or something like that. So he probably really did. Well, have can the you imagine either mind. one of our husbands? And he, men don't understand how I, underwear I, I trust works. you. My husband does not. My husband no, has I never know. bought me clothing right? ever. They don't know. So it's they like, don't have a clue. It's just completely. Would that but be if he it? did, if he did, but it would, would it be, be completely that? wrong. But no, but it would be completely wrong. I know. No, but it would be completely All right, wrong. Fine. I'm not giving you this one. I just think she looks trashy. I do but too. I just don't. That's I our opinion. Because I don't think she thinks he fucked up. Like if if my. No, I agree. Which means they're okay, perfect fine. for each other, and we should. Be anyway, she says yes in that fucked up dress, and she's wasted. They go back to the hotel. I actually drew a like gross face on here because he tells us that. He hasn't had sex in two years and six months. I'm guessing that's when he got divorced from his ex-wife. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, and then, oh God, they're so gross. Anyway, okay, so they're done. I'm done with them. Um, and then we go to the triad, Megan, um, Michael, and Melissa. So Megan is pissed that he's this is where she says she understands that, you know, Mike was going with Sarah because he, his daughter's in New York. And so he's going to go see his daughter. Um, but you know, the thing is, I find, I know we talked about this before, but I find him so dumb. Like he's so, he doesn't even have good game. Yeah. No, I don't understand how he's taking these women in. I really don't. Stupid. And there, and I say that, like with Sarah, yeah, I give her a little bit more leeway because I feel like maybe her home life wasn't awesome. I don't know, and that's me not knowing anything at all about her home life. But I just the fact that she's like I think stays with her grandma, and her grandma watches her daughter. You know, it doesn't seem like her mom and dad are in the picture as much. But like, what's Megan's excuse? Mm-hmm. Like she's got a solid family. They clearly she's been taking care of most of her life i think she's been educated and she's still like stupid this guy is just has i can understand if he had like total game and was really hot and was like really like laying it on and doing but he's not even you know he's just an idiot i don't know these girls yeah um I think we have to assume he's talking better game. Than Maybe we I. I mean, I, I sincerely, for their sake, I sincerely hope so, because otherwise, there's like no excuse for any of this. Um, yeah. No, oh, and also, you know, I was thinking more about how, like, we were talking about how Sarah changes her sort of vernacular when she's talking to Mike, and starts talking with her like little yes. ebonics sort of accent. Um, but I was thinking about yeah, it yeah. and, you know, my husband does this when he talks to his family in Ohio. Yeah. It, like I yeah, always adopt knew, the, his grandmother yeah, the, has the since speech. passed, but I always knew when he was talking to his grandma and I always know when he's talking to his uncles in Ohio because he'll start talking with the Southern accent. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Like, Oh my God, who are you? When I, I remember when we were first together and I'd be around him and he'd be talking to his, not his mom and dad, but like his, 
aunt or his uh, uncles or his grandmother, he would all of a sudden get into this like little twang and start talking kind of like he's from the South and using like the terminology that his grandma uses and all. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Like you just turned into a completely different person (laughs) and I get totally get, I like totally get it. And I used to have a friend in uh, law school from Michigan and she had the total Michigan accent. And I know that when I would talk to her, I would start to kind of talk with that sort of Michigan Midwest sort of accent. So I could see how it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the only reason we're even talking about it is because there's a level of offensiveness because she's uh, or potential offensiveness because she's sort of crossing racial boundaries. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference between a white person talking to another white person who's Southern and taking on a Southern accent to kind of mimic them. And yeah, white person mimicking well, white I person. guess so, but I don't, that's think the problem. She, I don't, a, I know it's not intentional. And I think she no, sort of, of fancies herself. I and I don't, I'm not trying to be offensive here, but she kind of fancies herself like an, an honorary black person. I agree, but I think that a lot of African Americans oh, yeah. be offended okay. by the fact that she's doing that, that she feels that way, and that she's trying to insert herself into their, you know, kind of culture because she doesn't actually belong there. It's because true. She's I can, white. I can definitely see that. And I'm not saying that I actually personally feel that way because I have to say right. <laughs> I don't have a dog in this fight, but I can easily say see how like a black person watching the show might be really offended by her and might have like a real problem with her and the way she's speaking. And I'm just trying to give kind of voice to that point of view. All right. So that ends that episode. And now we're going to move on to season two, episode six, your card has been declined, um, which aired January 11th, 2019. And this, we start with Clint and Tracy. This is post coital next morning. And Tracy's in her underwear. And immediately needs a shot of tequila. Okay, how many red flags do you need? How many? I mean, come on, people. These people are just so dense. I don't understand it. Anyway, he is is so into her that um, he thinks she's nervous because it's her first marriage, but it's his third. Which, again, so shocking to me that he found two other women to marry him that were not from prison. No, she's not nervous no, because kidding. of that. She's Jones. Um, and and then he's like, you know, in the past, Tracy was a party girl. Was really past? The girl woke up and needed a shot of tequila. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have no idea really how she's going to be, or he has no I know, idea but how the fact she that would he be thinks that being a party girl was like in her past line. when all she's shown you since the minute she got out of prison was that she can't go like an hour without drinking. She drank at the beauty salon. She was like right. wasted at dinner. She just woke up and had a shot of tequila. I just, I, I, I mean, we don't know how much he drinks. About it. Um, I'd, I'd want to know how much she's drinking. So on, like, she's kind basis. of Lizzie light because she's going to go get her wedding dress and Clint gives her his debit card and his credit card so she can go do that. And she actually asks, do I have, what's my, what's my budget? Um, and he says, uh, I mean, I think 
we've already gone past over the budget <laughs> and we're only on day two, but I, I think 500 should be enough to get you what you want. I would have thought that Tracy's reaction would have been like, Oh my God, $500. Thank you. But she was kind of pushing back a little. And then he's like, you know what? If you find the perfect dress, just get it. It's fine. And she's like, are you sure it's fine? And he's like, yes, it's totally fine. So he, he allows it. And so in that way, I think She's not quite to the level of Lizzie because she, you know, she asks (laughs) and she, you know, gets some feedback from him and some guidance from him first. Um, Whereas Lizzie is just kind of like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. I'm just going to spend this money. Um, So I think that it's important to note that there's a difference between Lizzie and um, Tracy. What's her name again? Tracy in the sense that Tracy is more yeah. genuine like she 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 doesn't necessarily expect any of this but she's super happy to take it so she'll take what she can get and she'll appreciate it to the extent that she's capable but Lizzie has this like mercenary purposeful manipulative way of 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 taking every every penny this guy has and more with zero appreciation and zero sort of um yeah zero that's true as far as her dealings with him i don't think there's a lack of integrity no 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 tracy is dealing with clint it's just she's taking him for for you know she's taking a lot from him and she's obviously not capable of offering him no but she is giving him so she's um, giving him her love she's you know being intimate with him she's she's not giving him the cold shoulder or telling him she's got to save herself for marriage or anything that's right you know she's not giving him any bullshit there she's like hey i will be in i'm in this with you you know so i i agree with you you're you're right you don't get this like no they're just they're just sad but you know know? but it's not like a you're being a horrible bitch um okay so then we go over to megan and mike and sarah and she's frustrated because she hasn't heard from him in a few days and, you know, well, Meg, that's because he's too busy having sex with his wife. So there's that. Yeah, I think on some level. I, I hope so. Um, but it's so stupid. Like, he is, I, I can't even follow. There's no logic. Because he says, you know, he tells us the whole reason he's with Sarah. He's like, I have to have sex with her because I have to make her believe that I'm invested because I want to see my daughter and I want to build a relationship with my daughter. That way, when things, when things yes, don't work that's out, complete crap. Sarah may try to take my daughter away, but my daughter and I will have a bond. So she'll at least want to be with me. And so that's, that's his justification. But then they're like about to get busy. And he asks Sarah, are you ovulating? And she says, yes. And then proceeds to tell us that they did not, they're not using any kind of protection at all nothing yeah not only is he not sleeping with her just to have a relationship with his daughter but he's sleeping with her with cavalier disregard for the possibility and not even the possibility i mean this like guy is full of shit she is ovulating and he knows this <laughs> like it's sort of the stupidest thing yeah. i've ever heard anyway uh i don't know i don't know what the fuck is happening right now but for somebody who claims that they're gonna leave this woman you probably don't want to try and get her pregnant um he's just a complete liar i don't even think he's honest like everything about him is just ugh 
Uh, okay, so then we go to Kate and Matt, and they're going to go see um, Kate's mom, who she tells us that her mom is a former addict. I think she did, like, cocaine and was an alcoholic. And so, you know, Kate, Caitlin paints this picture of her mom as, you know, never being there for her and always being late and always being drunk or on drugs. And so Kate has, like, this deep-rooted you know, fear of abandonment and, you know, she's resentful towards her mom and she really hates drugs. You know, it just goes back to this. She's like the classic case of like, she's trying to fix Matt because she could never fix her mom. And it's like, Matt's her way of having this, a positive relationship, you know, in some way. But, um, so, oh, and you know, I didn't realize this, but Matt is a 12 time felon. Right, because he's been, I think he's basically been been in and out of the I mean, system since he was a child. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's um, a lot. So her mom is late to meet them. And Kate's like, this is her. I mean, she's been late my whole life. And, you know, this is just my mom. And so when she finally arrives, Vicky is her name. And she tries to, like, she has her arms out for Caitlin. And Caitlin is so angry, she, like, storms out and, like, throws her phone and runs outside and is, like, crying and angry. I I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, that's what's annoying to me. It's, like, they've just clearly left out so much, like, background and context. And they're just trying to make her look like she's overdramatic. And it's, like, screw you. This is someone who's clearly had like lifelong abandonment problems and this other woman's had lifelong addiction but i just feel like there's some something must have happened because even if like because she's she was living with her mother up until she moved out to move in with kathy she moved out we the first episode she was moving out of her mom's house so she had been living it's not like she hasn't seen her mom in 20 Mm -hmm. years i mean she's it's been like what like a month maybe and not even and so her reaction to her mom showing up was so extreme that I feel like even if her mom was like, look, I don't want you bringing an ex con into this house. If not, because she thinks it might be dangerous for Caitlin, but also because she's a recovering addict and she doesn't need another addict in her home. It's dangerous for her. But, Mm -hmm. but regardless, like her reaction was so visceral to her mother and like so angry and so over the top that I feel like something had to have happened in between her moving out of her mom's house and this meeting because that like that is not even that's not even like a dramatic reaction that's like crazy yeah we're just we're just clearly missing information and so it's it's irritating as a yeah when they, so when that she's obvious. like talking to Matt and Matt's like hugging her and he's being the support that she needs blah 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 and then the mom finally comes out and caitlin hugs her and the hug is so it comes so easily like there was clearly something else going on because like when her mom finally does come out she like hugs her and they smile and it's like you know it's just so weird um and her mom was totally not how i pictured her mom i thought she looked totally beat up or a little like skimpy or I don't know there's something I just you know I felt like she would be like overly made up um, I don't, she did this her mom looked actually very momish 
<laughs> which kind of surprised me. Her mom looked ro- Her mom looked yeah, like she's fully she recovered. She looked like, you know, anybody's mom. She just looked like your, you know, your average mom and she gets upset cuz she wants to be part of Caitlin's life and you know, she's glad that they could reconnect um here and you know, she met Matt and thought they were lovely together and whatever. So, it was it all worked mm-hmm. out, but wow. That was a really psychotic episode there we saw. Um, and now we go to Marcelino and Brittany. And Brittany goes to the hotel pool. And um, Marcelino's there. And, you know, he's talking to her about her friendships. He's really nervous because part of her parole is that she cannot communicate with ex-cons. And clearly that's all she's communicating with and i get that they're like her support system because they're like her family but like he's just concerned about it he's like look i just wanted to let you know like i'm a little bit concerned about this um and they have this you know very healthy conversation and then he leaves to go run errands and look for a place and do his thing and so while he leaves she decides to contact amanda her ex-girlfriend to come over and the thing is like this is where britney starts to lose me because she says you know amanda's my one of my best friends and you know he's not going to tell me i can't hang out with my friends and sort of already being defensive um and she's not telling marcelino and she says she's not trying to be sneaky but she's totally being sneaky and like I, it's so different. Like, there's such a, I just, I don't know. It's, do you know what I'm saying? I do. I think Brittany is just really conflicted. So, because she hasn't made a decision herself um, yet about who she really wants to be with, whether she wants to be with a woman or a man, with this particular woman or this particular man, um, whether she's really fully ready to let go of and cut ties with her really her her prison life which I think she would rather have a smoother transition than he really wants to allow for where he wants this like hard stop on anything related to her previous life that ended in his opinion poorly with her being in prison Um, and so because she's not ready to make that decision and she knows that he essentially is requiring her to commit fully to his way of seeing things she's being sneaky so I think she's just doing a better to ask forgiveness than permission kind of a thing. And honestly, with Marcelino, I kind of get it. Like, I, I don't, I mean, she tried to have that conversation with him sort of when they went to that ill-fated dinner and she was sort of saying, look, I'm in transition right now. I don't want to make commitments and he didn't take it well. So I think she kind of learned from that and she said, okay, I'm going to need to keep this on the down low. I'm not saying it's right. I just think it's such understand. a double standard. Like, can you envision a situation in which, you know, there's a a relationship going on between a man and a woman and he doesn't tell his girlfriend that, you know, he's going to go spend time with his quote unquote friend who happens to be his ex-girlfriend. I mean, I feel like that current girlfriend would fucking blow her mind you know she would be so angry and pissed and feel so betrayed and and no i agree i agree yeah i think, I think point, that your I mean, you know in. i think Brittany's just trying to make it seem like it's such not a big deal this is my friend but it's so not and we see that we see yeah, that she's later being disingenuous she's yeah. not like 
you know, just trying to keep her support system around. She's like legit trying no, to. That's what she's with doing with Sasha. She's not doing. All right. So now man. we have yeah. annoying bitch yeah, no, and Scott. Um, and they go to dinner and Lizzie is uh, horrible. She orders like everything on the menu. She's, uh, and she's yeah, drinking like two cocktails at the same time. Um, and I don't. I... Yeah, it's just someone who's not spending her own money and who doesn't intend to be with him long term or she would think she yeah, would spend her own money. Yeah, and I hate the way she talks. Uncle, I really like it. Yeah, it's very childlike. <sighs> She thinks that men like it, which I guess some do. And I'm honestly, Scott's probably one of them. So she's, she's like, probably barking up the I, right tree. It's an friendly Oh, she's so gross. Um, and then we go to, she goes into this like testimonial, right? And she talks about how Jasmine doesn't like him because she thinks he's an enabler. And, and then this is where she starts to justify. Now she's going to blame Scott because she's a heroin addict and he gave her money like she turns it around on him instead of it being about her taking advantage of this guy who clearly had feelings for her and was willing to give her whatever she wanted she turns it around on him and says you know you gave me money to do heroin and I almost died so essentially you almost killed me and it's yeah, she's just so, projecting. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? She is absolutely the worst. Yeah, is he an enabler? Okay, yeah, maybe. But she is like the to- like the quintessential loser, like user. And she even tells him, like, if you didn't give me all the money I asked for, I would have dumped your ass. Like, if that best defense is a good offense, that I mean, she's not wrong. A clear sign <laughs> to Scott. Yeah, she's a hundred percent using. I mean, I he that, but that's the point. She's so blatant about it. Like he, he needs does. To take I mean, I don't it. feel entirely sorry for this man. I think he's a broken person. I think he's incredibly no. insecure. He was looking for not, this. You know, I mean, like, why would you spend your life savings on this person that you know is using you? Um. So, I mean, I get it. Right. It's just, I I feel bad for him because I think there is a lot in his life we just don't know about that got him to that place. Um, but God, she's such a manipulative bitch. Um, and then his card is declined and she's like, Oh my God, if he's lying to me, I'm going to walk away. It's like, she said, it's totally like a, I feel like this is like a real housewife move. Like she's setting it up. So she's setting the stage so that she can say, Oh, I didn't dump him because he didn't have money. I dumped him because he lied to me and he almost killed me by making me, you know, be an addict. Yeah, exactly. It's just like so fucking. I hate it. I'm mad. I'm. By the way, PSA: when we when we're finished talking about this episode, which I assume will be soon, I think we're gonna have to put off the discussion of seeing Sister Wife and Mexican Dynasties because oh, okay. just woke up. <laughs> all right, all right. We we don't have no, much left in this episode, much. right? Yeah, so we'll just finish this one, and then next episode we can. Maybe it'll. Maybe we'll do on an Seeking entire Sister episode. Wife. Yeah, actually, I'll finish watching on the Seeking Sister Wife and Sounds Mexican good. Dynasties. Okay. And Mexican Dynasties. All right. So then we go to the threesome, um, the triangle, and Aviana is really cute, and um, the meeting between Aviana and her dad is awkward, and 
it's difficult. I feel like Sarah's forcing it. And she just, she's like, I don't understand. Like, Aviana, there's something going on with Aviana. I'm like, yeah, she's meeting her dad essentially for the first time. And it, it was kind of really hard yeah. to watch because it was just heartbreaking. It was hard to watch. I, I don't. I don't even think they should have shown it. To be yeah, honest, I thought it was just, disrespectful. She's four or three or whatever, you know. Yeah, she's too young. Like that. That was yeah. a private moment. Um, but, there is know, one whatever. thing I want to point out about Lizzie and Scott. Lizzie tells us that she used to trade crystal meth for like food from the kitchen. Yeah, she'd pay healthy for healthy food. food with crystal meth. I'm like, that's so crazy. Yeah, I know. I think it's because prisoners. No, I know she's paying another prisoner, but it's just cafeteria. so weird. Anyway, yeah. all right. So then we go back to Marcelini, Marcel, Marcelino, and Brittany, and yeah, I mean this whole setup between Amanda and Brittany is totally shady. I mean she's an ex, she's an ex-con, and they're totally like flirty with each other, you know. Yeah, she's like she's borderline cheating on him. I, yeah, I would say and, that. I, and I I do feel like you know what I had deemed. Um, emotional maturity i think it was really what it's really in this case it's just masking her being very dismissive because you know amanda's really confused she's mad she's shocked she's like what the hell's happening because i think amanda thought we're just gonna pick up where we left off in prison and we're gonna get back together and here she finds out that britney's gonna get engaged and she wants amanda to go with her to go look for wedding dresses and it's like she's like what the fuck i yeah i'm pissed off and Brittany just swoops in and is like, let's get in the pool. You know, and then they get in the pool and they're all like lovey-dovey and huggy and I don't know. Like... Well, Brittany comes off as very masculine. Very masculine. It's like she was the man in the relationship. And I'm not trying to make a generalization about lesbian relationships. I'm just saying that in this particular case, I think Brittany had a more dominant yeah, masculine energy as compared as compared to um i would agree the girlfriend so i it was like it was very awkward watching her take on that persona when with marcelino it was very i noticed that as well um i think it's jarring to see her like shed her skin like that it was very strange um so yeah so then they're just like in the pool flirting and being weird and she says she's for sure gonna ask marcelino if she could be intimate with amanda yeah, and you know, you never know. Maybe that's something she and Marcelino had like mentioned in passing before, and it had been sort of quasi on the table. That that wouldn't surprise me, especially given the way, and you know, spoiler, the way Marcelino yeah. kind of responds later to the idea. He didn't seem totally shocked, not necessarily pro, yeah, but not true. shocked. All right, then we go quickly to Michael, the tree threesome again, and he's spending the day with Aviana, and he says he's hurting Megan. Because he's scared to lose his daughter. Bullshit. And he says he's not trying to be yeah, sneaky. He's, um, he's the epitome of sneaky. He, he's, a, he's a complete liar. I mean, nothing this guy says is true. So, you know, it's like how I am with my sense of direction. I can get lost in a paper bag. <laughs> I am, I think, legally blind. And I am just a point. I am a hopeless, hopeless human being when it comes to, like, getting places. So my joke with my husband is that whatever direction I say we should turn in the car, we should just automatically <laughs> go the other way. That it's that it's very likely that like my sense of direction is almost like <laughs> comically wrong. So if if it's a 50-50 situation yeah. and I pick A, the answer is B. 
And I think that's what's happening with Michael. Yeah. Where if he says I mean, A, it's, it's so actually obvious. B. <laughs> yeah, or it's not so A. Insane. <laughs> and then, so this, the, the, the episode ends with a cliffhanger. Clint is waiting for Tracy at the venue where they're supposed to get married. She has his debit card and his credit card to buy a wedding dress. And he is, he's been already waiting for two hours. Yeah. But he's not giving up. They really make it look like she's absconded. I know. For sure. That's what they're next trying time, to say. Will she show up? So we'll talk well, about it. Next we'll time you know, we'll discuss we'll it. Also, um, hopefully do an episode on Seeking Sister Wife. I'll... And Mexican Dynasties. I think it would be perfect to do like an intro to both Seeking Sister Wife and Mexican Dynasties in one episode because we're Mexican not like Dynasties fully covering them. Is, if you haven't seen it, people. If you're not you watching watch it, it, oh my god, PSA. It's the best thing Bravo's awesome. come up with in years. All right. Well, until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye. Legal disclaimer. This is a personal podcast just for fun, solely meant for entertainment purposes. We are lawyers, but we're not giving any legal advice on the podcast. We're not creating any kind of attorney-client relationship in the podcast. And also keep in mind that anything we say, anything at all, it's just our personal opinions. We have no intention of maligning any individual, group, company, religious or ethnic group, nationality, or anything or anyone else. Lisa and Katie have no affiliation with TLC. These are not the opinions of TLC. And finally, anything that we say is not meant to represent anyone other than Lisa Freitas and Katie Saad individually. Finally, please give a, leave us a comment on our Facebook page and give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast service you're using to help us continue to record. Thank you.